you all spiraling in the circuitous circumference of the Conscious Money Creation Podcast with Jude Hotep all about this wild soul journey, mindset, and money. Episode number 19, coming to ya. Hello. I am Jude Hotep. I am your sacred Sherpa on this wild soul journey. I'm the Conscious Money Coach. Uh, This episode is called Live Your Indigenous Time. And what I do in my coaching program is I help inspired, strong women ignite strength and wildcraft more revenue with joy and indigenous timeline. And so this episode is all about indigenous time. And living this way is living by your inner creator. Listening to your body, taking care of your needs, hearing your needs because you're tuned into your body rather than the appetites of others. Time is a construct and as such, you can wield the daylight in a way that is endemic to your own soul, endemic to your natural body rhythms, every cyclical spiraling wave through space. You have inner pushes and inner pulls, drives and motivators and creation impulsions and intention compellings. Are your drives and motivators cleaned up? Let me ask you this. Are you in tune with your body? Can you feel your skin and your yes to this in your schedule and your no to this meeting with this person? Are your schedules and editorial calendar wrote and robotic? Check in with these questions as I chat with you. The original idea, wildly a disservice today, (laughs) of a liberal arts degree was to help a student become a world citizen. Its original intent was to expand a student's purview of the world around them so they could understand other cultures, other people, all religions, and how people felt and created in other parts of the world to expand capacity for compassion and intelligence. The more we know other people and all of our differences and similarities as a human tribe, the more compassion is given rather than being an infrequent gift. The origins of the original intent of the liberal arts education was expanded intelligence, not based on reason from a textbook created by someone else's thoughts, but going out into the world and through application of what was learned to apply it and create. Textbooks are not created by a group of people gathering all the best data on a topic and inclusively compiling all views and research and ancient and current understandings with facilitation on critical thinking. Actually, critical thinking has been removed strategically from academic textbooks. I don't believe it was taught when it was there at the end of the chapters in the 90s before removal. And gosh, maybe it was a decade ago when it started being removed from textbooks, maybe a little bit more now. But expanded intelligence to wonder, to question, to examine, to contemplate, and reflect, and ponder. People 100 years ago, there were candles and no screens. People reflected and considered and came up with their own thoughts and ideas rather than baby bird puking the ideas of others. And look at imposter syndrome and the illegitimacy felt by so many, maybe by you. We have to have tires. Some wheels have been invented. It's good. It's important. You know, for some people like me, I need a canvas to not be blank. Then I can take this out, I can put this in, completely redo the whole thing, and it has no resemblance to what it was originally. And then I just get rid of the can- the canvas and I paint everything on the wall. <laughs> but consider why you live on the schedule that you do. And if you like it. 
you know, this canvas of your schedule? Does it feel constricting? Some of us keep doing things we hate because of three seemingly logical reasons that are illogical dogma. Vestiges of the way people lived in the old world from depression era on up and from, you know, the ideas like it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, other platitudes such as this, the height of ridiculosity. I, here's an example. I bought this face wash from a company I liked. And the reason why, you know, I was trying something, trying to find something I liked. And so I was just like, well, I like this company. It's a decent product. It said it gets rid of like the smog and the things from being out in the world. Right. So, and it was a clean vibe. So I purchased it. I used it. I liked that it did get that effect. At least that's, you know, what I had let you know the the marketing tell me and and but it didn't lather it didn't really make my skin any feel amazing and it definitely didn't lather which really really didn't like so when I was when I was done with it I almost saw these this old thinking of just going to replace it it was easy it was a known quantity I didn't have to go research and find something new I you know it 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 got rid of smog (laughs) (laughs) supposedly. So I was just going to keep going with the same old thing. Do you see how that's the kind of unconscious thinking? You know, it's a silly example, but this is where it's at everywhere in our lives in different ways. You know, the mind has reasons like, well, you know, I, this thing about it is, is fine. This thing about it is really good. But you don't overall love it. If all the pieces aren't loved, if all the pieces aren't amazing, it's got to go. Why would you have anything in your life that is not all, all in? And especially when you're paying 80 bucks for a face wash. I mean, it's got, it needs to be good. It needs to make my face feel so amazing. So that, that will never be purchased again. I've always been a little cutthroat about getting rid of shit. And when I'm done, I'm done. It just goes. I don't want to see it again. And in 2019, October 2019, I started purging all of the stuff from my closets and my house. And I had, um, hadn't done that in a while. And I had moved, um, not too long before that. And, you know, everything that had an eh kind of memory or reminded me of somebody and it just wasn't all good and just anything that was just not like I loved it or, or significant in some way or insanely useful, it, it went. I got rid of it, just cutthroat. It just had to go. Everything in my house had to make me happy or be amazing or be so wildly useful that it could stay. I even just purged clothes, even clothes. It's like, okay, I'm going to go horseback riding or I'm going to go mow or something like this old shirt will be good for that. It's like, nope, I can have a nice looking shirt for horseback riding. I'm not having shit clothes anymore. I'm not keeping these shorts around anymore. I don't like the way I feel in them. I don't like, like the way I look. I, I, I need amazing, beautiful clothes to do dirty things in too. Also, like I, I just, I, I was just enough, enough of things I don't love in my life. And I realized in the process that a lot of the things served a purpose, you know, doodads that go in the closet that make your shelves function better. But I didn't love them. I didn't like the way they looked. They were clunky or they just weren't, you know, the most functional thing for that use, right? And, and if I didn't love it from clothes to rubber bands, I got rid of it. 
And your mind will do this with your schedule, telling you all the sentences in your mind, the thoughts, just like the face soap example, that, you know, to, to, to keep something in your life because there's one thing about it that's really good or there's one thing about it that works. It's actually a, a laziness of having to go face the discomfort, the unfamiliarity, and the, the, the few steps. Most likely, if you just go do it and get over the negative thinking, then, and you know, that's what we do in coaching. You learn how to do mindset work so that the negative thinking doesn't, doesn't stop you from doing these things in your life. And have these, you know, limitations that are just are completely unnecessary in your life and impeding you. And from having that big life that you really want. Just small things, but it's death by a million paper cuts, right? And and that's what it and, and, and that's what the mindset work does. And so you have these thoughts and you keep one thought about it being good, and so you keep things in your life that you don't really love. I have, you know, another example is I have a friend, and I adore her. She's very young, and she, you know, stays at this job. I'm not sure, you know, what other reason she has, but I, I know, you know, she likes the pay, and she likes a lot of things about the job, but she always is talking about how people there are really just coming after her and this ill treatment, just really kind of zoning in on her, um, and I know why type of person she is and just being an empath and just different things, you know, but, and completely understand, you know, what she's going through and really understand it. But, you know, she's staying, she's drained, she's tired, and she constantly has to deal with these people because she's in a work environment where they're there, period. And, and, you know, I can plant seeds, there's nothing I can say, you know, it's not, you know, it's not an invited conversation, and so I'm not just going to coach her. You know, I don't. I do my best to leave my coach lens at home with my friends, but, but, you know, I, I plant seeds. You know, if you don't love it, if it's not all amazing, you know, why, why would you stay there? And what she doesn't understand is that if she could listen and tune in to her drained and tired body, and listen to her soul, and listen to her spirit. Then and quit, and the next minute she walks into a coffee shop, meets the exact person who has been looking for someone like her, and offers to pay her double. And that is exactly what happens when you move yourself out of the way so providence, so spirit can come in. And I've been there. I really get what the mind does, preventing and impeding you from everything being complete love, complete joy, completely what's working in your life. And this really comes to indigenous time because so many people are under the conditioning of time. Time is a construct and it's only useful to to the degree that you use it in a way that is useful to you. (laughs) If you are penetrating, driving forward action in your business and your life, if that is from an unconscious place, it will lead to burnout. The burnout comes from the unconsciousness of when you're doing it. Running your business on anything other than your indigenous timeline decreases your joy, which decreases your creativity. And just in case you are not clear here, your whole business is based on your ability to create and to solution. Yes, solution is a verb in my world. We solution around here. Solution that shit. Some perceptions of linear time is that it offers risk-taking and living life full throttle and seizing the opportunity in moments. 
perceptions of a spiral in circular time are that it involves the death and rebirth cycles of the seasons and the ever renewal process of life. In indigenous time, there is both and so much more. Being spirit embodied, we have our habitat, the galaxy, and our planet, the earth. And so rather than triple purple suns, we have our beautiful sun that rises and sets each day. We have the cycles of our zodiacal masculine feminine universe and our own cycles within it we are cyclical people male female hunter gatherer wayfarer no matter so the risk taking and the living this life full throttle opportunity is creating and creating and being that regenerative circuitive circle within your own being and the way your body and soul guide you nourishing yourself with what you need being in tune with your inner dance as you create externally, your substance and value within yourself and the fierce unyielding communion with yourself is how you walk this earthly plane with certainty. Certainty of knowing what you need and how to meet that need. Self-nourishment, when you deny it, is what creates the joylessness in your business, leading to the feeling of urgency and the need to grind. Or sometimes it leads to a general background neutral mediocrity that you don't quite notice until three years later when the kids are out of diapers. Not fun. Ruts are merely graves with the ends removed. I love this. I love thinking about it like that. You know, a grave. <laughs> a very long grave. So implement a system. And then break down the system. Show yourself that nothing bleeds when you don't do it exactly as planned. Your schedule. Lay down the law so you can break it and make it nourishing. I like to begin with a map, some idea, some intention. Have a general cartography for where my creation can land and grow and impact. Rather than your intentions being aimless arrows lost in quicksand. But at some point a map is another set of lines to color between that are now self-imposed, impeding innovation and a greater level of soul-on-fire creation. When you can allow the unfolding of your creation and your intuition in your business from a place of cartographized intention rather than aimless intention, contained in neatly colored scheduled boxes, your expansion in all ways spirals out in waves of irrepressible erectings. Your conscious money creation explodes Living indigenous time is seeing the future up ahead and your intention and vision and seeing a plurality of possibilities, knowing that your power is in the consciousness you embody in this now moment. And this is where you take action. This is where you nourish your soul. I have to get outside every day. I cannot stay inside closed spaces. Winter, snow, Antarctica, no matter, rain, hail. I got to go outside and be in touch with a space unconfined by four walls and a ceiling. <laughs> I have to read. I have to get enough sleep. These are for me. This is what I need. What is it for you? What is it that creates joylessness if that those boxes aren't checked for you often to do these self-nourishing things our brain thinks it means that we're choosing them over our business it is these activities that kindle the fire of your creation we can only take action when we can that we can take each moment we can only take that you know the actions that we can take each moment right the way to make the most of each moment is to only do what you love 
do soul, mind, body, nourishing activities in all realms of being aliveness to rekindle your spark of creation and be singularly concentrated in your actions. These three things are the powerful ways to be the open gate for the tufted tohi of possibilities to gracefully land eating from your palm. When you are nourished, you can infinitely create conscious money in your business and you are available to opportunity. When you are nourished, you are not actually choosing between your business and yourself because you will be more focused and productive from that nourishment. The drain strain from negative emotion from undernourishment is what creates so much urgency and stress, which further creates hesitation of action in your business. Okay, so what can you take away and use today? Do a brain dump, everything out of the brain on one page, on the topic of time, your schedule, and anything related, get it all out. See what your background thoughts are so that you can begin to bring them to into the foreground. In coaching, we take this work to the depths and eradicate impediment belief systems like this. We embody soul and live indigenous time. Here's what you can do at home. Here are two power thoughts. I have time to create everything I want to create. The second one is I always have enough time. Okay, so there's no rules, there's no right way, but there is effective and not effective. What is the effective of power thoughts? They have to be powerful to you, not to me. So tweak these thoughts if to make them more powerful for you if need be, or if these work, go with it. And they have to evoke the emotion that you want to embody in your sinew. Okay, the next takeaway is when you are planning your schedule or choosing to do any activity in the moment or any other time, how do you feel in your body? Do you contract or do you expand? Tune in. Take a breath. Exhale. Take another deeper breath. Feel your body. Do you shut down into yourself or expand out with creation energy? That gives you everything you need to know about whether your soul and body wants to do these activities and you can make your plans accordingly. It is myth that you have to do anything. Live indigenous time, indigenous to your own soul. What else can you do? A third thing I recommend for you is to break your schedule. Get off the societal entrainment of your nervous system set to stress and get on your soul schedule of knowing everything you need to know exactly when you need to know it. Show yourself that you don't get blood. So I have a rabbit. It's, you know, he's like an actual rabbit ears and the the nose and all the rabbit things tail. And um, his name is Mr. Chester. And he, he had blood one day and that's how we had to say it. Chester had blood. And he had a little paw, nail, blood situation. And so, you know, I had to say, Chester, Chester had blood. And get his papa all taken care of. And so, you know, if nobody has blood, then you're fine. You may have emotions. But emotions are information, not problems. And we go deeper with that in my program. So experiment and innovate in your life with time, with your schedule, with saying no to things you don't really want to do, with noticing where you say yes to please someone. If it doesn't please you to please someone else, then you are doing yourself a dishonor and you are deceiving them. Check in with your body and your feelings, your heart, your intuition at every turn. My favorite technique is to do 
what I love to do in my life and in my business, and then I put it into my editorial calendar as a desire to create rather than a have to, I am trying to get myself to accomplish. That have to accomplish, it's not this creation coming from inside of you and your soul, it's something you gotta do. And no one wants to do something they gotta do. If you grew up people pleasing, then the engine of your whole life was run on the gasoline of other people's emotions and whims and perceived needs and projected desires. Enough, enough of living like that light tribe. You are not a people pleaser. You please you. This is your beautiful, exceptional life to create and nourish and to receive and be nourished. It is a cyclical, cylindrical spiral of ever-expanding waves of love and joy and soul evocative creation. Live on your timeline rather than the hand of a clock. Live to the strike of your own heartbeat. Live on your time. Live indigenous time. I will talk to you next episode. Sending you so much love, Light Tribe. You've been listening to the Conscious Money Creation Podcast with Jude Hotep. If you want to apply this work where deep progress and profound change happens in your life and business, if you want to love your life and take this work deeper, pop over to lifecoachjude.com, nourish your soul with a free coaching session, and we'll discuss if working together is in the highest for us both. That's lifecoachjude.com. 